0: I'm John DiLiberto, and you're hearing the Echoes Podcast. Today I've got a wonderful and candid interview with Lamb, the electronic pop duo who have just released their best album, The Secret of Letting Go. But crafting this beautiful music isn't always a soft and woolly experience. We'll talk about that and more. But before we get to Lamb, I want you to spread the word about the Echoes Podcast. We're covering some of the most advanced and innovative musicians on the planet. Brian Eno, Robert Rich, Blue Tech, Moby, and more have all been in the Echoes Podcast. Recently we had Trip Hop Pioneer Uncle, and this week we've got Electronica Pioneers Lamb. So if you're on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook and you see a posting for the Echoes Podcast, or just Echoes for that matter, share it. Subscribe to it from your favorite podcast provider and drop a five-star review so more people can find out about the wonderful musicians we highlight. And while you're at it, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We are Echoes Radio. And on Facebook, we are Echoes Fans. And now, direct from England, here's Lamb. Lamb is the name of a surprisingly long-lived electronic pop duo from England. They released their first album in 1996. The duo is singer Lou Rhodes and producer Andy Barlow, and their sound is an often experimental, often beautiful mix of electronic strains like trip-hop and drum and bass. They have just released their first album in five years, The Secret of Letting Go, and that title refers to a band often on the verge of breaking up. Lamb was created in the days before Google, but in this search engine optimization age, they could have made a better choice for a band name. <laughs>
1: yeah, it can be a bit of a difficult. Well, when you put when you put lamb in the in Google, mostly you get recipes
2: or
0: cloned sheep
2: or
1: Lamb of God, which was, was a Christian rock band, and and Lamb Chop as well.
0: Then there's a 60s rock group, Lamb.
1: Uh, I I read something a little while ago about how could they steal that name, you know, but it's, we were totally oblivious, obviously.
0: It's possible that Lou Rhodes might have enjoyed that 60s San Francisco rock group who had an abstract folk sound to their music.
1: Love reach.
0: Lou Rhodes grew up with a mother who was a folk singer.
1: She was an English folk singer, but a lot of the music that we listened to at home when I was growing up was uh, American folk like Joni Mitchell and Crosby, Stills, and Nash. I have a very early memory of being probably about three years old and I was supposed to be in bed and I came downstairs and I was sitting on the stairs in our house and listening to her band rehearse in the, in the living room and uh, just really wanting to go in and be a part of it all. But, you know, I was supposed to be in bed, so I was hiding.
0: Rhodes was working as a singer-songwriter in the early 90s when she met Andy Barlow. It,
1: it, was, it was me that sought out Andy. You know, I was listening to pirate stations in Manchester and listening to kind of early breakbeat and stuff and I really got excited by that and I was going to lots of clubs so even though I was coming from a folk songwriting tradition I was quite excited by what would happen if you took that tradition and messed around with a kind of electronic dance-based production and I was looking for somebody who was kind of weird enough to give that a go
2: really and and I wasn't looking for a vocalist at all I I think that was a kind of huge part of it. I kind of saw the vocal back then as something that got in the way of the rest of the music.
0: (laughs) It's so weird how it's all changed. Their initial work together led to English hits like "In Gabriel and Goretzky. Andy Barlow a gifted producer who has worked for u two and a lot of others, but he started out playing percussion of sorts.
2: One of my first musical experiences was um, drumming along with my dad's jazz records um, on pots and pans on the on the kitchen floor, and apparently my my mum caught me like banging a saucepan while I was peeing in it to to change the uh, timbre of the sound, which <laughs> was quite good.
1: Not much has changed then. <laughs>
0: Pots, pans, and peeing turn to synthesizers and computers, although the rhythm programming of Andy Barlow is a big part of Lamb's sound.
1: We've never really gone for the kind of more most obvious time signature, you know.
0: Lou Rhodes and Andy Barlow talk as if they've been on the verge of breaking up lamb many times over the nearly quarter century together. And that's surprising, talking to them on Skype from Barlow's studio in England. Even though they have never been a romantic couple together, they talk like they are, finishing each other's sentences, sending out gentle inside jibes at each other like Hepburn and Tracy. But you can hear their creative friction on lyrics to the title track, The Secret of Letting Go."
1: I speak, you press the mute And so I sing much louder than I thought I could Oh, I speak, you press the mute And so I sing much louder than I thought I could yeah (laughs) our creative relationship is very much like that we kind of push each other's buttons and sort of stretch each other out of our natural comfort zones and that's very much what makes lamb's music what it is you know
2: and i kick her ass and she kicks my ass and we can usually kind of get to a place where we can kind of do something creative with that with
0: that friction
1: but we've learned to have some fun with it
0: (laughs) so much fun they almost broke up recording the album
1: we seem to we seem to come to that point quite regularly.
2: <laughs> that was the closest on this album.
1: Yeah, yeah, we did we basically came to a point where I was just like, oh god, no, we're not going to, you know, it's just it just felt like a bit of a a bit of a kind of tipping point. But just for the hell of it, we decided that we would go into separate rooms and write something. And so basically I went into another room and I started writing some lyrics and a vocal melody and Andy was in the studio writing an instrumental track and then we basically the plan was we would bring our ideas together and without really playing them to each other first we would combine them into a track and that's how we made that song
0: Of the conflict arose because Andy Barlow started contributing lyrics.
1: Well, it was a bit of a battle because uh, I, I, I didn't, I didn't like him treading on my toes.
2: I think she's got a version of the album with all of my lyrics removed. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit like rap records where <laughs> they're trying to clean it up. And then, uh, oh, and uh, <laughs> hey, and uh, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, she didn't, you didn't like that much, did you? Huh? The whole me writing lyrics thing.
1: I didn't like it. No, no. it it, 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 was, it was it was a real tricky one. Uh, yeah, just definitely. I mean, that was, I think that was a big part of the the almost splitting up in the secret of letting go. Actually, was uh, was about about lyric writing and stuff.
0: In contrast to the austere and strident sound of The Secret of Letting Go, Andy Barlow did write some lyrics for one of the prettier and more lush songs on the album, The Other Shore.
1: Light years away, the proverbial needle in the hay, an elusive future. Cute of fruit yeah you it Expectation
0: That lushness and beauty carries over to many tracks often with Lou Rhodes' voice stacked in hymnal choirs like she does on Phosphorus.
1: Funnily enough, we were just playing that here in the studio because we were kind of working out how to play that live.
2: Lou does two roles. She's Lou and she's the girls. (laughs) And the girls are kind of... I've got these ribbon microphones that are usually on top of the piano. And we kind of worked out if she kind of stands in the room and doesn't sing into the mics but sings into the room and then does it a few times and does a few harmonies, it's just this glorious kind of, like, choral sound.
1: So I am my own choir. <laughs> <laughs> one word, one flame, one
2: light.
0: Many of the tracks on their new album sound like love songs, but could also be code about their relationship. Armageddon Waits is a dynamic track with a John Barry orchestral turn that seems to reflect the stormier side of their relationship.
1: <laughs> that's a whole, whole whole, other take on love, for sure. Yeah, that's that's more uh, uh, being so dangerous, dangerously in love that you, you, you're kind of willing to... Uh, risk everything I guess and uh, including Armageddon
2: <laughs> It was actually inspired um, Armageddon Waits when I was walking down in Goa and they were playing they play this mantra at the beginning of every day and at the end of every day and it's kind of a really sweet song but then I was just like what if you put this like really mutant dirty bass line on it and then kind of put the bass line on and then took, the, took away the rest of the song and that's, that's how the whole, the whole track started.
0: The relationship of Andy Barlow and Lou Rhodes and Lamb may be summed up by the song "Illumina," which takes the form of "He said, she said."
1: One person's in a viewing things from a sort of darker space than than the other, you know. And then you've got the "Illumina" the chorus, which is just light, you know. And it, it's I guess it's a it's it's a story of yeah, a story of perspective and and you know the fact that. From one position, everything can seem dark, and from another, it can seem light.
0: And I know it's kind of a love song, but also, it's another song that seems like it could be a metaphor for you two guys.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. He said, life's the roughest, oh. Then it's gone
0: Secret of Letting Go, Lamb have found a way to hold on and create one of the most beautiful and powerful albums of the year and one of their best. And despite the tumult of their creative relationship, they have no plans on quitting. Lamb's new album, The Secret of Letting Go, is out on Cooking Vinyl Records. You can get a hold of Lamb's The Secret of Letting Go by going to echoes.org. There will be a link there in the posting for this podcast. Next week on the Echoes podcast, I'll be talking to guitarist William Tyler, a musician with a hip cachet who cites Wyndham Hill Records as an influence on his sound. I'm John DiLiberto. Thanks for dialing up the Echoes podcast. See you next week, tonight, somewhere in the country or online right now on Echoes.